Welcome to the Hipster Mama Speaks. I'm there, Teresa English. And tonight's topic is why cohabitation doesn't work. I don't do a lot of dating podcast episodes. Actually, this is the first one when I'm tackling a topic dealing with, with dating or relationships. And so I just want to express what my personal views are on shacking up. Actually, that's what it was called back in the day. Now we just say living together or we'll say move in together or the more professional term, cohabitation. And so tonight I'm going to talk about, about why I don't think it works. And some of this is based on some of the personal experiences that, that I've had. Now, I, I've never cohabitated, but I have faced the temptation to do so by uh, my child's father. Uh, he, he and I were friends for a long time, then we dated briefly. And even though we're, we're not together anymore, we're, we're we're in a co-parenting uh, relationship, and so far the, the friendship has has been going pr- pretty well. Not too much drama. Every once in a while, we we may have disagreements regarding our daughter, but even those disagreements have been civil. They haven't been just all-out drama or anything like that. So far, so good. And hopefully, he and I will continue to have a, a pretty good platonic co-parenting uh, friendship. But there was a time that when we were dating that he, he had moved out of town because he wanted to find better job opportunities, which was okay. But he but he had suggested that my daughter and I move out there to live with him. And and that, and that is where the conflict came in. And in, in the beginning, I thought, well, well, maybe that would work. But then after doing some soul searching, after reading through the scriptures and receiving godly counsel from my family members, and so when I when all this all that combined and after reflecting on everything, I came to the conclusion that that would not be a good idea. And even before he and I dated, I I, I just never agreed with it. And and even and, and and now I'm now and even now I'm even more stronger in my convictions about me about my as far as me taking a stand against cohabitation so if i were to enter another dating relationship that is a that is one of my deal breakers i would not move in with someone that i'm not married to my my, my top reasons for this is spiritual really uh, it, when, when we think about what marriage is supposed to be according to god's word we look at ephesians chapter 5 where it talks about husbands are to love their wives as christ loved the church and gave himself for her this is a this kind of love is a sacrificial kind of love. This is the agape kind of love. This is the unconditional love. It's the kind of it's the highest form of love. It's the love that God has for His children and in the whole world. This is the kind of this is the kind of love that motivated the Lord Jesus Christ to to give His life for us on our behalf with with the, with the crucifixion, His His death, burial, and resurrection. And, and because of the sacrifice of the Lamb of God, the, the Lord Jesus Christ, anyone who places their faith in Him will have eternal life. When they turn to Him apart from their own works, their own self-righteousness, their own goodness, when they lay all of that aside and place their faith alone in Christ and, and, and turn to Him in repentance and faith, they will have eternal life. They will have forgiveness of sins. And this is because they, they place their faith in Christ's sacrificial so the, his sacrificial death, his burial, or resurrection, he gave his life for his church. So likewise, marriage is a picture of Christ's love for his bride. 
the, the church is also called the, the bride of Christ. And so when I think about what marriage is supposed to be about, especially the role of the husband. The husband is to love his wife sacrificially. He's to put aside his selfish pride. He's to put aside even his own selfish ambitions. Even though some of these ambitions might really be good. But he is to put aside that if it's not for the betterment of his wife and, and his family. If they have children together. He is to love his wife sacrificially. And I don't and I really don't believe that you will see that kind of love in, in a cohabitating situation. And, and that leads me to some of the reasons why I believe cohabitation just doesn't work. And I'll go right to the reasons. Cohabitation treats relationships as disposable rather than a true commitment, which is based on genuine love, respect, and and lasting friendship. And, and I think, and it goes back to what I mentioned just a few minutes ago, cohabitation does not have the right spiritual foundation for it. It, it just doesn't. When we look at cohabitation, it's selfish. Because cause, cause let's think about it. If, if your boyfriend or girlfriend wants to move in with you and they mention, well, I'm not, I'm not trying to settle down. Let's just move in together and see how it works. And we'll, we'll, we'll test it out. It's as if they're treating you like a car. They're treating you like some other kind of product that, that you can just dispose of. And you're worth more than that. You don't deserve to be treated as if you're a car or a used book or or some used clothing. That that that's not and that is exactly what happens during during cohabitation. You it, it's very performance based. And and what I mean by that is that that this person's testing you out to see if they want to be committed to you. So you go through a whole thing of performance um, a lot of people go through a lot of performing just to just to hopefully get that person's approval so much so so they might want to marry but you don't know if that's going to happen that's not a guarantee and so he you so 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 for example if you're, you're giving your partner all of all the benefits of a wife or a husband you might be cooking for him and her fulfilling this person's sexual desires you might be doing that person's laundry you probably have you might be handling finances together maybe even rented an apartment or what i'm seeing nowadays some some cohabitating couples are even purchasing homes together now you know so it's it's this whole thing and the lines just get blurred and what i'm and what i see in this situation is that then a lack of respect takes place and, and and so we don't see any type of real selfless, sacrificial love and cohabitation. We, and to me, I see selfishness. And I just want to go to a verse that, that deals with what real agape love looks like, what biblical sacrificial love is supposed to look like in a marriage based on what God's word says. And, and a lot of this are based on biblical principles because I'm a believer in Christ and I, and I seek to live my life according to what his word says and so throughout throughout this episode i'm going to bring different verses into play and i'll discuss things from a biblical perspective so let's go to first corinthians 13 and i have it in front of me and it says that love suffers long and is kind love does not envy love does not parade itself is not puffed up does not have i'm sorry does not behave rudely does not seek its own is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth, 
bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So, so when we look at this passage, and, and if we were just to unpack this one passage right here, we see what real love looks like. For example, we, we talk about how love, we see here that real biblical love suffers long. In a cohabitation type relationship, there might not be too much long suffering because as soon as, if, for example, if you're living with your partner, not, not marriage, but if you're just living with your partner, as soon as you do some things that this person doesn't like or even at the smallest disagreements, the person just just walks away and just and just and, and now you're wondering what's going on and and you thought you had a real commitment when it turns out this person was may have been with you for selfish reasons and and so and, and, and this person is not really patient enough to to stick it out with with you despite and to work through those issues that the two of you may may have had instead this person decides to not be long suffering not to exhibit that type of attitude found here in, in, in this passage and just walk away and and we see here that love does not envy and so and, and we see that love that love does not parade itself it's not puffed up doesn't behave rudely and does not seek its own now 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 when i get to this part of the passage in, in a cohabitation type of relationship are we are, are the partners seeking seeking each other's good are, are they there to, to lift each other up are they really there to serve each other or are they there to puff themselves up puff themselves up are they there to focus on are they there to to puff themselves up to seek their own interests and this is what to me this is what cohabitation is really about the root of this is selfishness this is not it does not show sacrificial love and it's not a picture of the gospel of jesus christ cohabitation does not reflect that. It does not reflect what marriage should reflect. And, and, it, and, it, and marriage ought to reflect Christ's love for his church. But when we have a cohabitation situation, that does not really happen a lot of times. And so therefore, I, I just I just feel that cohabitation is not really about a Christ-like selfless love. It's actually based on selfishness. And so that is why, that's one of the top reasons why I just feel cohabitation will not work. It's because the the, the root of, of cohabitation is faulty. The root of it, it doesn't have, it doesn't have the right foundation to me. With cohabitation, the foundation is shaky at best because there's no real security there because you never know when you're going to marry. That person might make promises to you about it. They might bring it up in conversation or you might try to force that to happen. You might go out and, and look for rings and whatnot, and you may bring up that, that, that conversation over and over, but, but to the other person who might not really want that, that commitment, they might be just testing you out. And, and then in some cases, there might even be cheating going on. And, and so it, it's just, it's a really big mess. And this is, and this is not what God's design is for for courtship. This is not his, his design for what relationship should look like. It's just not his design. And and I believe this is what recreational dating does to people. It just it leads to a lot of broken hearts. It leads to confusion. Especially in the case of cohabitation, there's gonna be confusion. There's gonna be confusion because you never know if you're gonna get that that ring, as they say. You're not you never know if that person is going to be committed to you for the long haul or for life. 
you just don't a lot of there are times when you may think this person is going in that direction but then based on the conversations you hear with, with this partner or even that person's actions that they're just they're, they have there's no that they have no intention of marrying you it, 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 it what they do is they string you along and and and, and, and that is a, that's an example of behaving rudely which is the opposite of love because we think about love, it doesn't behave rudely. It it, it it does not do that. And when this person, when a person leads you on, and by by, by inviting you to move in with them, and you and you do all the duties of, and you give them, and you fulfill all the different duties of a spouse without actually being a spouse, is also a form of stealing to me. It, 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 it's they're stealing your time, they're stealing any financial resources you're giving to them. Your body, if you're fulfilling set their sexual desires, they're stealing your body. They're, in a sense, they they they're just robbing you of, of, of so much. And and, and many times in cohabitation situations, the partners that that's doing this, they don't care as long as their desires are being met and on their terms. They're not going to even consider your wishes. They won't consider your values as far as your desires to marry and you want and you wanted to do things God's way. Many times the other partner does not care. In fact, they'll come out and say it that that's not what they're interested in. And it just leads to broken hearts. You may have seen different episodes of Dr. Phil and other types of talk shows where you'll you'll have the lady you have many women and not just not just women because some men have gone many men have gone to this as well so it could be women or men but but I, I notice a pattern this happens a lot of times with women in that they would they, they've been with their boyfriend maybe seven or eight years sometimes over a decade and they're just wondering when he's going to propose when is he going to propose and he's stringing them along and just coming up with flimsy answers and excuses and and any and all kinds of silly reasons why he won't make that real genuine commitment the way God wants him to make that commitment. And he, he, he's not ready to go all the way there. You know, he, he, he's just not ready to take that step. And it, 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 leaves the, the, it leaves the ladies a lot of times feeling uncertain about the future of the relationship. And many times they feel disrespected. They feel used. And and as mothers, we should teach our daughters about the, the dangers of cohabitation. If we start, if, if your daughters are teenage or in their teenage years, or they're coming out of high school, or they getting ready to go to college, or even if they're out of college and moved out on their own, and they visit you from time to time, or they talk to you on the phone, you want to have this this kind of conversation because because we think about cohabitation, it just it, 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 can hurt, it can hurt a person. It can hurt a person emotionally. It can bruise someone emotionally. I'm not saying everyone that's not, not every single person that has gone through it doesn't mean that it, it does for every person, but many times for many people it, it could it, it's just not good. They they oftentimes they feel as if they've wasted their time with this person for so many years. They gave and gave and gave literally draining themselves to pour themselves, pour their hearts out into into this relationship only to find out that the other partner only use them for whatever they can they can provide for them while living with them but had no desire for marriage had no desire to do it God's way no desire to treat their their partners in an honorable way in a loving way in a compassionate way in a selfless way and 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 that is some of the problems I see with with cohabitation now I'm going to go on to 
Now I'm going to go on to another reason why cohabitation is not a good idea. We should also keep in mind that cohabitation has different meanings for men and women. For many women, cohabitation might sometimes mean, uh, in their minds, it may mean, well, this is a step towards marriage. If you're asking me to move in with him and we're going to set up shop, then just maybe we, we got something going. It might lead to the altar one day. So that goes on in the minds of many women. But for men, that doesn't always mean the same thing. Now, for some men, that might. But that's not true for a lot of men when it comes to what they think cohabitation, uh, uh, what it represents. For men, it, it often means a testing phase to see if they want to stay with their partners or not. So basically, if you were to move in with, with your boyfriend, he's basically subjecting you to an audition. But it's a, it's a, it's not a good audition. And... And what he's doing basically is testing you out as if he's testing a car or if he's and that goes back to, to the beginning of this episode where I mentioned with gravitation is they that he's treating you as if you're an object or or, or in words he, he's putting you on this, this really he's he's putting he's subjecting you to years and years of auditioning for the role of wife when in his mind that that might not even be what he wants and what's even worse is when he does not disclose his his intentions and therefore leading the, the lady ladies on and that is not right so we see deceitfulness even with, with cohabitation we, we see that and i don't agree with that aspect of it and this is what i believe that and this is why i, I would say for, for, for all the young men who are listening if your intention is not to marry, if your intention is to just play the field, as they say, if you're just doing casual dating, out of respect for the women that you date, you should not let them, you should not just have them think, keep on having them just, just leaving, you don't lead them on and have them thinking that there's going to be some kind of commitment at, at, a, at some point. You don't want to just have them think that, that, that we are going to get serious and when, when you don't even have that intention. And, and that should be done from the beginning stages of the relationship. And I would even go as far as to say, don't ask the, the ladies to move in with you and, and give them your house keys and, and just set up shop and set up a playhouse situation when, that's, when, when you don't really want marriage, when you might not want a family. If you don't want that, you, it, it is wise to let the, the, the women know instead of Deceive, instead of deceiving them and, have, and letting them move in with you and then and, and, and they're thinking that it's going to go somewhere when in your mind you're just test driving her and that is not fair to her and you're you're messing around with, with, with people's hearts you're messing around with people's emotions when you do that so if you're not if you have no desire to, to be tied down if you have any if you don't have any and that's okay if you don't want to do that not, not all men are, are, are in a place in, in, in their lives at this time when they want to marry and, and start a family. Many, many, especially with millennials, many millennials are marrying later in life. They, they want to be established. They want to get some things they want to accomplish before they enter that phase of life. And, and, that is, and that is not a bad thing. But don't, what I'm saying is don't deceive the women in your life by just leading them on. Because to me, that's, that is jerk behavior. That's, that's just being a jerk. And so that's something that men should not do. They, they should not just lead them on, lead them on, and have them live with them for for years and years, maybe even a decade. 
and have the ladies thinking that there's going to be something there when in reality that might not be what he wants and so and, and for the ladies i would say don't 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 view cohabitation as a step towards marriage because that's a lot of times that's not always the case that's usually not the case they they might say that to pacify you they might say that because they because you're probably badgering them about about when when we about when where's the rain or when so uh, so when will the proposal happen you, where where is our relationship going now you can't now this is not to say you can't ask where a relationship is headed there's nothing wrong with having a conversation about that in fact I would advise that if you've been dating someone for a while maybe close to three or even five years and 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 you're wondering what's going on or perhaps the two of you are not living together but you've just been been serious for a while and you see that he has he's not mentioned anything about marriage he's not mentioned anything about starting a family but that's what you desire well you you want to sit and you want to have a conversation with him about this and let him know what what the expectations are that, that you have you, you instead of just instead of just assuming that's what he wants and, and that's the thing it's sometimes with this there's a lack of communication maybe there's misunderstanding of of expectations and this is why conversations need to be need to take place concerning this so we so we can avoid the, the, the misunderstanding that could lead to a lot of, lead to a lot of problems within relationships and so so I wanted to bring that up as well and I would also say that cohabitation for a person that, that that wants to do that and instead of really making a commitment the way God wants him to make him or her to make that commitment towards marriage and to and to honor that person and, and so they can so that they would make the relationship honorable in God's eyes I should say. Cohabitation is is more of, of an act of cowardice, if you will. Because it takes a lot more courage to for, for for you and your partner to to establish a real sacred com, sacred commitment and to make it public before your loved ones, your friends, the pastor, and most importantly before God. Because when we think about marriage, who was the original matchmaker of marriage? It was God when He created Adam and Eve. That is the first real real wedding ceremony that we, 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 we so we see the first picture of that with Adam and Eve and. And, and and so so when a, so when a person decides so when a couple decides to cohabit and 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 just do all the benefits and do all of the the wifely and the husbandly type things, but but that but all this is not backed by any real commitment. This is not they're not treating this relationship as as sacred. They're not treating this as honorable the way God intends for a marriage to be honorable. It, it it to me it it then it's, it just shows a lack of courage and so that's another thing I want to bring up as well. We cohabitation is like you're having a relationship in secret, if you will, and, and I may not, not other people may know about it. They may know about the fact that you that you're cohabitating, but in a sense, it, it, it's 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 like you're saying, well, you know, we we're just we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna live together. We're not going to. We're not going to put God first in, in our relationship by by getting married the way He He intends for us. We're not going to do any of that. We're, we're not going to go through the process of of making 
our relationship honorable in God's eyes. Instead, we're just going to we just gonna do, we're gonna do it the, the, the world's way, and we're just gonna we're gonna shack up. We're just you know, we, it, it, it's like marriage. You know, we're not going through the whole legal process. We're not we're not we're not we're not standing before witnesses. We're not doing it. We're not making a public commitment before God. Oh, we're not gonna do that. We're just gonna we we're just gonna have have something that's similar or or whatnot. But to me, that's still a form of cowardice, and and it just does not exhibit true courage, and it's not showing real love to the other person. It's it's just, and it goes back to what I talked about. This is not this is why cohabitation has selfishness as as its root not real sacrificial and selfless love and with that said I'm just going to read some verses from read a few verses here and and one of the main chapters I'm reading is from 1st Corinthians 6 18 through 20 because because I want to talk about what, what God's heart is on this issue because God and his word has has something to say about cohabitation and I'm just going to read here Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God with, with your body. So we see here, especially for those who are believers in Christ, they are to flee, flee sexual immorality. Now, in a, in a King James version of, of the Bible, the word for instead of sexual immorality, the word that would be used would be fornication. It, it's another word for, for sexual, any sexual behavior outside of marriage. So we see here that it is not God's desire for believers to to engage in, in, in fornication of any kind because it, it it violates His word. It violates His will. For us, and part of his part of his will for us is to present our bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. That we that is what He wants for us, and and when and so and so basically, it is not His will for 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 cohabitation to take place for for a couple, especially if if they're if they're if the couple if both if both partners are believers in Christ. It is not God's will for them to live together because obviously a lot of times when a couple lives together, there's going to be that temptation to, to fornicate. And many times it happens. Things happen. We have a man and a woman living together and they're sharing the space for a good amount of time. That temptation will give way to the actual sin. And and this is not God's desire for his children. But this is this is not what he wants. And so cohabitation will fall into the category of fornication because more than likely there will be some fornication happening when a man and woman share a space for for however a length of time. And, and what it does is it, it, it presents to it presents to the world a, a faulty picture of what relationships should be should be about. And it does and it hurts the test it hurts their testimony and it and it and it sends the wrong message to to the rest of the world. It sends a message that says that God's okay with us living together and, and not being married. And, and even though even though they they, they will they will realize this is this is not true, but but instead they decided to put aside what God's word says for convenience. 
and that's another reason why that's another reason why some couples cohabitate too is for financial reasons so they, they feel that it, it would be better if they combine their financial resources and live together instead of struggling and living in separate separate residences but then this goes back to to, to first timothy 6 where it talks about the love of money how it's, how it's the root of, of, of evil and, and, and so, so, so we shouldn't just so we shouldn't violate God's word just because we're having financial issues. So, so we have to look at it from that standpoint as well. So, so just because we're struggling financially while staying apart, while 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 still dating, that is no reason to just for financial reasons, as they say, to violate what His word says about about sexual purity. Just so we can, just so you can combine your finances. That that is just not. An excuse that is that is no reason to to violate what God's word says on, on on this issue, and I'm just going to read another verse. This is Hebrews 13:4, and it says, "Let marriage be held in, in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be, be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterer and and adulterer." And so we see here in, in Hebrews 13:4. That we should, that marriage ought to be treated as, as honorable. It, it it ought to be valued in, in our in our lives as believers and, and and as a society. And so, when we have cohabitation being valued a lot these days, when when it's heavily promoted in music and magazines, and even in different psychological studies from researchers, when when it, when it, when this is heavily promoted, this goes against God's design. For, for what marriage should be like, it just, it just goes against it, and and we're seeing all the all the, the different fruits of, of of that. We're we're seeing that we're seeing broken hearts from the result of failed cohabitation relationships. In some cases, the couples might have children while cohabitating. This this, this is not good for the children because now so now their security is 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 it's it's gone basically uh, because because now when one parent moves out the home now the, the other parent is is just left to raise that kid alone there's there's bad fruit that comes from cohabitation and it's just not it's not pleasant it's it's just not a good thing but there is hope I don't want to I don't want to end up in this episode without without offering offering hope too because. Because, because also in First Corinthians six, it talks about it, it talks about how in fact in, in the Corinthian church there were those who who have been who have been set free from from sexual immorality through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to read uh, another verse from First Corinthians six, and it says, "And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ." And the spirit of our God, and so so we see here that even even those who have cohabitated or who are still involved in that, they're not left without hope. That they're really not. Once they once once the persons place their faith alone in Christ alone for salvation, once they once they turn to to Lord Jesus Christ in repentance and faith, once they do that, and and, and they. And they turn to him alone for salvation. The Holy Spirit comes into their lives right away, and he and he does the transforming work that needs to be done in their lives. And and over a period of time, their mindset changes, their heart 
beliefs change, their actions change, their minds, everything, everything about them. They become new creations in Christ, just like 2 Corinthians 5, 17 talks about. If any man be in Christ, he's a new he's a new creation. All the, all the, the old things are passed away. Behold, all, all things become new. So there is hope. There is hope for those who have been involved in cohabitation and they now realize that this is not right in God's eyes or that they over a period of time they may realize that that they're not believers and they and they desire to be saved they desire salvation through Christ it can happen there were stories I, I was just just a few weeks back I was reading stories of different people who were involved in, in cohabitation type relationships but either one of one of them one of them became believers or both both became believers around the same time and their thinking changed and slowly but surely they 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 walk away from that and they and some eventually married maybe, maybe some some may have broken up but then there's some who turned from cohabitation and they marry and, and decide to do what was right in, in god's eyes and they and, and and god forgave them and not, and they had and they have hope now and and now they're on they're on a different course for their lives and they're and they're living for for God and they're living to serve Christ and everything that they do, and so that's how I want to end this episode. We're saying that there is hope that there is, and that hope is in Christ Jesus. And so, with that said, I want to end tonight's episode. And until next time, everyone have a blessed night.